Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, number five in the top five Big 12 spring questions. We'll go through some of these kind of randomly. This is the one I popped up with today. Uh, number five, how quickly can Baylor install their new offense, get used to it in the spring, and then build on it you know, in the coming months and using that knowledge to – because it's going to be completely different, and it's probably better for the personnel they have. That doesn't mean that they're going to learn it or pick it up quickly, but they have new quarterbacks, new wide receivers. They'll have new linemen, new kind of everything across the board. So how quickly and how smoothly does this go in the install? Because the smoother it goes, the better it'll be once the fall comes around. Well, they need an offensive line coach, yeah. so there's that now. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I mean, this is big. I, I But, you know – the thing with them is it's not just a one side or the other. Like no. Their defense was their worst part of their uh, entire team last year. So at worst with the off, or I guess with, with the offense, I mean, you need it to be good, but you also need it to uh, just be better than it has been, but also really good in the case that your defense isn't that much better because you're going to have to score points. So, yeah, their, their offense is a pivotal part of this team because it's either going to be great balancing with the improvements on defense, or it's going to have to kind of carry the load if the defense doesn't get much better. So uh, I think it's not an overly complicated system that Jake Spavital runs. I think it's been pointed out multiple times how there's a lot of guys on this roster who have probably run something similar at some point or another. So I, I think that the carryover or the learning part of it should be okay. Um, but, yeah, that is something that they've they've got to be better and, and more explosive on offense. Uh, they – just have had no explosion really the last couple of years um and they've had spurts but nothing uh, consistent and um it was more really like if you them. saw a big play it was like damn yeah it was like oh my gosh like yeah. that's the first time we've seen that in three weeks yeah. uh yeah <laughs> mine was like oh who fell down right yeah <laughs> yeah and then you most of the time if you watch like a big play you're like oh look 58 fell down mm-hmm. all right well that's <laughs> good for them for noticing basically yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. number four 
How healthy is Cam Rising? Can he help them out in spring, or is this going to be a push to the fall thing? Because his knee, by his own account, was obliterated. That's why we didn't see him this last year. And how healthy is he, and will he be the Cam Rising going forward that he was before? Because running was a very big part of his game, and the fearlessness he had back there was a very big part of his game. If he's not going to be the same, how does that change Utah? Now, look, there will be upgraded at quarterback, even if he has to adapt his game, just because of his skills as a passer. But how healthy is Cam Rising? Uh, A big question for me is Utah now moves into the Big 12. Well, I think he'll be as healthy as he could possibly be. He's had so much time off. Yeah. I mean, if he's not as healthy as possible, then, I mean, something went wrong along the way. But, no, I, he, he's he's going to be 100%, I mean, at this stage. And so long as there's no knock-on-woods setbacks during the spring or anything like that, um, and he'll be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I already saw an interview with Whittingham where he's talking about their increased recruiting footprint in Texas as a result of now being in the Big 12 and how they've already started to change some of their recruiting approach. And uh, they've they've gone into Texas in years past, but I think that's just going to be more of a, a focus for them now. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's got to be as healthy as he can possibly be at this stage. He hasn't played in, in a long time, and certainly by the time the season rolls around. Number three. Just following that same line of thought, how healthy is Jalen Daniels? Is this something that he can shake and move past, or is this going to be a lingering issue for him? Um, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the Big 12. And while I, I felt confident about saying that Shadur Sanders is the best and most talented quarterback coming into the league, I still think if it came down to it and you said, you've got three minutes to go win the game, who do you want? I'd be like, I still want Jalen Daniels just because of what he can do and what he's proven over the years. But how healthy is he? There's no Jason Bean behind him right now that played really well down the stretch for the Jayhawks. Uh, until he, too, also got hurt. But if Jalen Daniels can be healthy and play in the majority of their games this year, this makes Kansas a legit Big 12 title contender. And how healthy is he in the spring to help build on that and improve on that, or do they have to hold him out of spring, too, because he's still dealing with lingering issues? Yeah, I should add with uh, Cam Rising that in the same article I was reading earlier, that Whittingham said he's a full participant in spring. So that answers your question about yeah. his health. Um, but, yeah, with Jalen Daniels, that's a little bit more of a mystery. I haven't seen the latest update on him, uh, I guess, from Lance Leipold whenever he's discussed it here recently. Uh, but that is a much bigger concern than it was last year when you had Jason Bean. I mean, Jason Bean was as solid and reliable as a backup quarterback as there probably was in the entire country, certainly one of the most experienced quarterbacks uh, backup wise in the entire country and he, he held it down for you for them, yeah he held it down for you uh texas guy uh jason bean but um i think i think that's right um but uh yeah he, he did a really good job yeah, and, he went to uh, uh, lake region man yeah, yeah yeah um so but Jalen daniels as we know is a, a a really fun playmaker and we just haven't been able to see that in a really long time but i think everybody who's projecting ku next year is pinning that on Jalen Daniels being back to form from two years ago. And is he? I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen him in so long. But hopefully for the league, as far as an entertainment value goes, hopefully for Kansas as far as competitiveness goes, that he is back to being the Jalen Daniels of old because that was a major frustration for them last year was just his unavailability. Uh, and to have Jason being no longer there, that, that matters even more than it did last year. Jeff yeah. Grimes, their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Number two. Who still has the most holes to fill? 
Um, is it BYU? Is it Baylor? Is it Cincinnati? I mean, like I'm leaning towards Cincinnati. I think Houston still has a lot to fill, but you know, when you're looking at the rosters of all these teams and the experience they have coming back, what they've done to the portal, uh, I'm very curious to see the full spring rosters and where they have people slotted in the depth charts, just because even with the portal and you can kind of guess all this stuff, sometimes it's not as clear cut as you think. Like, Hey, we're going to get this transfer. Like, Oh, well he must be the new starting linebacker. Well, no, he's a redshirt freshman. We're going to kind of keep him on the same track he was. He's just a better fit here, you know. Um, and look, or, you know, in a case of a guy at Baylor like Josh White, who just hasn't, you know, he was a big-time transfer there out of LSU and just hasn't really done anything but special team stuff in the years that he's been here. Like, is it one of those things? So we'll see. I'd like to see all that, but it'll be very telling who has the – kind of the gaping holes or the the things where you look and go, yeah, they probably still need to get a guy at this position. Uh, from our over-unders, and we could probably do those in, in a better way, mm. like a, a more clean way, because it's hard rattling through so many dadgum teams, man. You yeah. have 16 teams. It's just yeah. it's a lot to try and pro- – like almost to break it up into four segments mm-hmm. rather than two, you yeah. know, um, to just be able to focus a bit more on the four. But a couple of things that stood out to me when I left on Friday was – uh, one with Kansas, I was very confident on them going over, but I don't think I'm impacting Andy Kotelnicki and him not being a, a part of the, the, the show anymore. Uh, they're at OC, even though I do think Jeff Grimes will do a good job there. And with BYU, I said over, but that was one that kind of stuck with me, and I was kind of gnawing on that some more on Friday night. I don't know, man. I think they've got a, a lot to figure out still uh, themselves. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, Baylor, Cincinnati, BYU, and, and throw in whoever else you want to. Uh, there's a lot of teams and ground to cover. I mean, what kind of holes does Arizona State still yeah. have? I mean, there's yeah, there's I mean, a lot of question marks still all, all across the league. Yeah, Arizona State's a, a roster I'm curious to see because he brought in a lot of young transfers last year that – that weren't really going to play all that much anyway, but he had to fill out the roster. And Kenny Dillingham's a pretty shrewd recruiter and talent developer, at least he was as a coordinator. So those guys in year two would be kind of interesting. But well, you know, one of the things Craig just brought up on Mondays during the college football season, because there's 16 teams, we need four hours. <laughs> four per hour. We cannot scramble our heads trying to just break down 16 teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Was the Big Ten is going to have 18, right? Yeah. I mean, so. Good Lord. Do that pre- you're going to have to divide that up. I mean, you're going to have the to Big do that. The Big Ten Network's got three new shows because of it. Yeah. Half the league is nearly as big as the Big 12 was for years. Yeah. No, I you get got it. nine teams. The Big 12 was 10 teams for forever. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's the crazy part of realignment is these, these much bigger conferences. But, yeah, I. I I don't know that I weighed in enough of the the OC impact there for Kansas. We'll see, obviously. Uh, I do think Jeff Grimes will do a great job. But I'm curious, the next time we talk BYU of just – I know Sataki's not on a hot seat, but if they're not much better next year, does that put him on one? I don't know what oh, his, his so. leash is yeah. like I, because I mean, former player, all of that. You well, know they, what? They're in the they're in a conference now. Now, so you've right. got to yeah. like you've got to start showing that you can win this regularly when you don't get to pick your schedule like they did and, as much, or you don't right. get to you know. And I'll be honest with you, like Gary Bohannon doesn't set my world on fire. No, I mean he well, has hardly got nine played quarterbacks in the day. I know, but he's hardly played the last couple of years. Um, so, anyways, there those are definitely two candidates of, of to, to wonder about but you could throw a bunch more teams in there as far as holes to fill and I, i'm kind of of the opinion that he's gary behind it's playing the wrong position now but um that he some maybe, thought that when he was coming out of high school if but, he's healthy and yeah. can play he can help your team yeah. on and off the field just yeah because absolutely. of his presence yeah number one what big spring transfers will happen and this one are those like 
Those are the Viruses. portals. Those are the portals. We have talked about this five times. <laughs> no. Those, uh, those hypnotoad eyes, yes. Yeah. Is that oh. Emery? Yeah. Okay. I think I think Emery Googled a picture of uh, Grimace's backside. Okay. <laughs> that's what that, that is. Those are the ones that like catch my attention, so you're doing it right. <laughs> well, next time you go to McDonald's, don't, yeah. don't get a peek at the... Grimace's butt, but uh, <laughs> people will put you on a list. Uh, number one, what big spring transfers will happen? I think this year, and look, this is the transfer is, I do think that you'll see maybe more um, spring transfers than we have in years past because of the way the coaching carousel fell so late, and particularly Alabama being involved in that, in that if Alabama comes out of spring and Kalen DeBoer says, here's the 10 things we need, and if it's probably you know pretty public about it. Then there might be guys that are like, oh, "What now? Yeah, Alahuha? Yeah. yeah, going." You mean in Tuscaloosa? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that Alabama and the Saban thing kind of because they did they lost a lot of guys that they normally would never have lost, but the filling that Alabama cavity there, and then whatever happens with some of the other schools as well, you know, you're going through a spring practice with your coach, like, look, UCLA and Deshaun Foster, like that happened last week. So all those things I think will affect it more this year because of the late part of the coaching carousel. I mean, theoretically, Michigan, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. Um, they've already lost, you know, 19 guys to the draft or whatever anyway. So it's not like they have a whole bunch of guys who would who would jump ship and people feel pretty good about Sharon Moore. But those kind of things, because of the late hiring cycle this year, I think will affect the spring. And there could be some big names in that who ride through those first, you know, 15 to 20 practices, whatever it is, and go, yeah, this is not from this new thing isn't for me. Yeah, uh, there will be post-spring transfers for sure. Some of them invited to go enter the portal and pushed into the portal, and then some that just decide, hey, uh, this school came calling via my seven-on-seven coach or whatever, and, and there's going to be those instances as well. So, yeah, there there will be some uh, hard to peg who they might be. You're going to have to have some quarterback competitions play out because obviously some uh, guys who don't end up with the starting jobs will – probably start to look elsewhere or have people come in and knock on their doors. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's a question we have in, in front of us here these next few months for sure. All right, Paul, thank you very much. Emery Winters dialing up 365 Sports with his magic. Uh, 10.30 tonight in the local CW. Garrett Ross, thank you for maneuvering. Uh, I got to give credit to uh, um, Jack McKenzie when I was at that Lady Bear, uh, that women's game, excuse me, yesterday for the uh, Brittany Griner uh, retirement of a jersey. He was busting his you-know-what, getting pictures. He put that up just now in the premium section on Sikkim365.com. Thanks to our sponsors. Tomorrow, we're back at uh, 1 with the, the Triple Option. We'll be back at 3 with this show for Craig Smoke and Paul Catalina. Thank you, all of you. This is 365 Sports. I'm David Smoke. Good night. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.